In this episode, I interview Raquel and Uriel here in Switzerland. Raquel is from Costa Rica originally and Uriel is from Switzerland. And they are actually a married couple and they are also in business together, what I really, really like. So we basically have a power couple here today. And um, they have a coffee roastery and offer barista workshops and all things around coffee culture. And they also have a photography business. So it's super diverse. And what they do, and um, they are also my first guests here on the show who have a physical or an offline side to their business. So I'm super excited to hear more about that as well. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. So welcome, Raquel and Uriel. And my first question would be to hear a little bit more about you, like about your story and um, how you got into business, how you met each other. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting us to the interview. We're very honored. We have never done anything like this, so bear with us. <laughs> um Yeah, a little bit about ourselves. So like you said, yeah, I come from Costa Rica. I'm 28 years old and I'm actually a journalist. I studied journalism and then I studied uh, communication marketing back in Costa Rica. And before I finished my studies, I went to do a photography course in Germany uh, in a little town called Helmhut. It's very close to Poland <laughs> or Dresden, if that sounds more familiar. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it was actually a Christian school. It has to do with um, Bible uh, teaching. And then it was like half uh, arts. So there was three tracks. You could do either music, photography, or uh, painting. So Uri was actually in the music school and I was in the photography school. And that's where we met. So that was eight years ago. And through that school, uh, we went to Ethiopia. And we did some uh, social work there. And that's actually kind of where our passion for coffee really took off. Or we had like this kind of, we call it a coffee awakening moment uh, where we treasured like, wow, coffee's really good. It tastes really good. And we started to dream together. At that point, we were kind of flirting. We were not officially a couple, <laughs> uh, but we were already talking like, how can we work together in the future? Could we imagine to have a little coffee shop? Uh, to do something together. So in that way, we kind of connected through the arts. Um, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Do you have anything to add, Uriel? <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, where I come from. I'm a former lab technician and I worked as a product engineer for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, it was more like um, like the best I could get with my with my degree but it was not really my my dream job so that's already like a little note uh, already 
Um, yeah, then I quit my job. I went to Germany to the school, um, just like with an open mind. Uh, let's see what happens. And then this relationship started. And uh, we had a long distance relationship for two years, I think. Yeah. Uh, before then, we got engaged. She was in Costa Rica, Raquel, and I was uh, back in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah, quickly where I come from. I'm uh, three years older than her, which is not uh, yeah, not interesting really. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Super cool. And then, like, how did you end up doing? Like, now you said the coffee awakening, which is it's a beautiful phrase, by the way. And how did you end up then to open the coffee roastery? Like, how came the decision to actually go for that dream? Because many people have a dream, but like. 0.1% make it into a reality. That's yeah. my number. I have no idea. Uh, if I may, yeah. I think it was a little bit more my dream to do something with gastronomy, maybe one time in my life. It was one of these things like I could imagine, like maybe that's the thing that I want to do, but I didn't know how to get into that. And uh, then in Ethiopia, um, there was the thing with the fresh roasted coffee. You know, people in Ethiopia, they always roast the coffee before they drink it not like here you always buy roasted beans already or yeah no one roasts themselves um so there was a big uh, awakening like to see how good coffee could taste um when when it's fre- uh, freshly roasted yeah but then from there it was like a long process we didn't know immediately we're gonna have a coffee roastery It was more like, hmm, yeah, maybe something with coffee and so. And then over the next months or years, we started to, yeah, it was it was a long process to to really nail it down. What are we? What do we want to do? What are we able to do? Um, also, as a, like, we're both not educated in gastronomy and coffee. You cannot really have a, an education, and you could take courses but not like a three-year program or so yeah so let's just say for yeah, it was a long process maybe Raquel you have to you want to add something to that yeah <laughs> I remember very early when I met Uriel and he went back to Switzerland and I went back to Costa Rica he was very frustrated with his job um, so this was always a topic so we kind of Yeah, that was kind of the beginning, like this frustration, like, okay, how can we break that, break out from that? And it was really until I came to Switzerland that it was like even more intense, maybe because he had someone that he could really express his feelings. And then I was there and then he was just like every day coming home, really exhausted, really frustrated. And that's really when we were like, okay, we need, we're going to make a plan. Uh, we're going to try to shape our ideas because we really had no idea what we want to do. We couldn't He had no hands or feet, <laughs> as it was many discussions, lots of uh, uh, how you say like fil- philosophizing together, a little bit thinking like what, how can we envision each other? And Uriel mentioned that actually earlier, like many years before, he already had the vision of starting something with his friends, and he had already presented it to some people. This idea of starting kind of like a restaurant, um, but he never had the the courage to go ahead with it. And I am a person like my mom or my my parents, they always said to me, you, you can do anything you put your mind 
to, you know? So for me, it was not difficult to imagine like, okay, we're going to do something together. It was more like, what are the steps that we need to take to make it a reality? And I think it was good that we had this um, balance between each other because he was more talking about, okay, the vision. And I was more like pushing him to, to make it a reality. So the whole process really took us like a year, probably a year and a half to shape it, um, talk with different people. We had many uh, meetings with friends and they, you know, trying to figure out, shall we do it, you know, in a community? Shall we try to connect with other like-minded people and do something together? But we quickly realized, no, we have to go our own way. Um, it's very difficult to have the same vision when you involve other people. So, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it started super super inter interesting like I could ask many questions just the the first thing um, or the, the last thing what you mentioned now about um, yeah you had the idea of like doing it with other people or like-minded people and yeah and you already have to bring together basically two two different people um, like you and your husband basically um, and like what do you think makes makes it work like you have been yeah okay eight years together you have the coffee here and the roastery since i think three years or even four years mm, four, almost four yeah. and the photography mm. business and photography five six years six um mm -hmm. so that would be super interesting to like how does it work is it just that you are so well connected or that you have a great communication culture so you fight and you talk about things instead of repressing mm. it or How do you do it? Yeah, definitely we we uh, we have a good communication with each other, uh, but um, it was very hard sometimes. I would say, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, many many hours and many uh, clashes and so. But I don't know. It it uh, works great for us to work together, and um, yeah, we had to learn for sure to not talk always about work um yes <laughs> so for example we try to like after nine in the evening we try not to work uh, not true not to work not to talk about work um yeah also when we eat uh we don't talk so much about work usually <laughs> so stuff like that yeah. we try and i think it we're very similar like in um, character and yeah How, how we deal with things so we enjoy it to you know to work out things together and maybe that's yeah that's a that's a big gift we have to have each other mm -hmm. yeah i think uh mostly it's how you said Uri, like we're we think very in similar ways um so and we trust each other like in each other's opinion so when coming up with the idea of the coffee shop we kind of like everything that we the ideas that we had it was like oh yeah that's cool like we we could like immediately connect with that and in building the whole roastery idea i mean we talked about it a lot and we we were like on the same wavelength it's probably something that you cannot explain very well in words um, it's really like, like Woody said, it's a blessing that we connect that way. Sometimes I even told him, I feel like he's my brother or like, because we, it feels like 
we're so similar in so many ways. And so many people said to us like, oh, that's so dangerous, you know, to work as a couple, like you have to be careful, like it won't work out. But somehow for us, it was like, no, like actually I couldn't imagine a better work partner. And even recently we've had discussions, probably we will touch on that later, you know, about the challenges and everything and how we can balance each other. And there's been definitely moments where, we're like, oh, okay, this is too much. And I have told him, like, maybe you should look for someone else. Maybe I'm not the right person. And then he would say, like, no, you're the perfect person. Like, I couldn't imagine to do it with someone else because he could never, like, be in the same line or in the same wavelength as me. So, yeah. And that's true for the other business as well, for photography. Like, since Raquel is in Switzerland, we are... Um, doing uh, mostly wedding weddings. And in the beginning, I went uh, as a second photographer because her German was not so good yet. Uh, she was just learning to, uh, the language. So I always went with her and that become, became like the standard now. Like we always go together uh, to the weddings. And um, yeah, I'm also saying sometimes like, ah, it's getting too much, you know, like, uh, and I'm also realizing photography is not really, I only did it to support her. And now her German is very good. So <laughs> she could go by herself or find an assistant. But she tells me also like there's, uh, she tried to work with assistants. Uh, it's not the same. Um, we understand each other. We trust each other. Like, no, yeah, it's, for us, it's it's perfect. So I I help her, and she helps me with the coffee roastery. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and I think. Yeah, sorry. If I may add something, <laughs> it just brought me a thought. I think it has to do with the fact that we are sincere with each other. You know, we don't have malicious intention with each other. Um, sometimes when you involve other people in your business, they're not really looking for your best interest or they're looking for their own interest, actually. That's uh, probably a better way to express it. And I think that's why we work so well together because we know that we don't want to step on each other. Like no one wants to be more well-known or more powerful than the other one like we really want to support and bring out the best mm. of each other oh, it sounds like a like a love story now it's like i'm recording a love story instead of like a business <laughs> podcast it <laughs> is so nice oh. But I think really good ideas because um, you probably don't know that because you're not so in the like online business world as I am um, with with my coaching and like with the people I know. And there are many people who would love that, you know, who would love to do business a as a couple. So I think there are some really good thoughts in there for what makes it work and what not. So great. Thank you for sharing. And perhaps because we already touched now on the on the. Um, Uh, like how it works in a in like as a couple in business. Um, the other big topic I would like to touch on because you're also both introverts. I thought so, and then I just asked you because this is how I got to know you because I I frequently go to the <laughs> to the business uh, to the to the coffee place and have a coffee there. And then I thought like mm, that's interesting. I would love to um, to learn more. This guy more. never talks to me. No. <laughs> They are so quiet. <laughs> No, you're just really friendly. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and yeah, I thought I asked you and I would love to hear a little bit more about that because um, sometimes being an introvert is not so appreciated 
Or also people think it's not appreciated so much. You know, you have to be like full on and go out there and talk and entertain and make your business visible. Like, how is that for you? How is business going that it doesn't overwhelm you and that you get great results, obviously, as introverts? Yeah, I always had that feeling. I mean, about the coffee shop, when you say that, uh, like going out and presenting it, I always had the feeling like, I mean, it was like inside of me. I, I cannot explain from where, like... If we have a good product, you know, and good service, like it will get known. Like I don't have to be like everyone else. Like, yeah, sure, we have Instagram and stuff, but we're not so uh, aggressive. Also, we're not going like from from cafe to cafe to try to sell our coffee. Um, it's just not our way, and it works. Like it's really, yeah, it's true. Um, word of mouth still exists. Like. People have a good experience. They tell their friends, oh, you should check out this coffee shop. And yeah, maybe it takes a little bit longer, but um, um, it's yeah something that, that holds. So um, mm -hmm. that's, that's that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also what you said, uh, like doubting, doubting yourself, you know, like to start maybe something like that, like to be like a leader. And I mean, now we have sometimes employees. And so I also had this idea from other people, like, oh, no, the leaders have to be extroverts. And so I always hated that. <laughs> like, why? You know, like they're great in talking, but it uh, doesn't mean they're better in, in uh, yeah, leadership or management or so. And um, yeah, I'm glad we, we took courage and just followed our our dreams and didn't listen to voices like cultural or yeah, whatever voices that are out there. Mm -hmm. I think it was definitely a learning curve uh, with the whole, like you were talking about how is that for us as introverts, you know, to interact with people every day. And I feel like we were totally um, naive how much we have to talk with people. I don't think, I mean, at least me, I was not expecting that at all because where I come from in Costa Rica, when you go to a coffee shop, you do not interact with the people who serve you the coffee. You just go, you get your coffee and you leave. Like it's a very, I guess, American way of drinking coffee, kind of like Starbucks. Like you go through the line, you wait, and then you sit down and you're with your friends or whatever. Like you don't really interact with the people behind the bar so that was really unexpected for me and in the beginning very exhausting um, because I had to be there most of the time when Uri was still working his own job um, and then you know it felt to me almost like people are more interested in knowing who I am <laughs> rather than the coffee or they come to express their their troubles or um, they want to talk to someone. Like they would come totally by themselves, open a book, but then they're like always looking at you, kind of expecting for you to say something. And that's still a reality now. Um, and you probably notice probably everyone who comes into the coffee shop wants to talk to us, uh, even when... Udi is roasting coffee. That's actually a big problem because the coffee machine, the, the, the roasting machine that we have is a, a manual roasting machine. So he has to really control like how powerful is the, 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 the heat, how the air uh, flow is. Like he has to be on top of it all the time when he's roasting and people always come and approach him and they're interested and, and that's totally normal. They want to talk. But for him, it's like he puts one eye away. And then that, that could that could mean five kilograms of coffee have just been spoiled because it, just one moment, it's a very fast process where, that he can just go bad or 
not bad, but it, it will not have the same consistency that we wish it would have always. So, yeah. And I mean, and also in photography, that was still now, I always have to push myself a lot uh, when it comes to group photos. That's like the moment that you have to interact with people. And I... I'm still confused or like I'm still trying to figure out what do people expect from the photographer, you know, because some people, they're quiet, they're more um, introverts, they, they're probably like, they're okay if you just say like, oh, you can go and stand there, I'm going to take a picture, you know, some other people expect that you actually prompt them to do something, oh, like, come on, you jump and now you do this and, and I'm totally not like that. <laughs> So it's always kind of awkward for me to find the, the balance, like what is too much and what is like, okay. Um, yeah. So I think it's definitely a learning curve and every day, at least I think I know for Uritu, you kind of have to push yourself outside of the box because you cannot be totally reserved, especially in the coffee shop, because people will probably have a bad impression like, oh, this person is so mean and like, why are they so quiet? <laughs> so you have to like learn to to communicate, express interest every time that people ask like, oh, how do you roast coffee? And what is your story? Like every time express it with joy and like has, as if you haven't told it a uh, hundred times that day, you know, so like always being ready, like just, um, yeah, motivated to to share and to be communicative with the people, even when you're tired or when you told it a hundred times. But you would say it has gotten better, like you have found a way how to deal with that or is this probably still like a tiny challenge because we want to talk about challenges as well, like how to figure out or, yeah, how to not be mean then to customers or, or whatever, <laughs> or to the wedding, to the bride. It, I mean, at least for me, it got better. I mean, I realized if the conversations are short, like let's say like less than half an hour, it's totally okay. It, like I'm not so so strong uh, introvert that uh, this is already an issue for me to stand there, talk to people at all. Um, so when it's like short conversations, it's actually no no problem for me. Yeah, it's more like when uh, people come all the time and yeah, they yeah they they really want to have again again again. It's like I have no choice. I'm yeah to be there. You know, it's not that we we set a meeting like let's meet. Uh, so then I feel when that happens, I feel very drained. And I have to be careful not to like to just let it go and start a new day with again like open mind because if I'm afraid of that happening then um uh it's not good yeah, <laughs> yeah so I have to just let it go and yeah that's that's a challenge yeah but just conversations i I like when they're when they're short and so yeah ten minutes twenty minutes sometimes so no problem yeah mm -hmm. But I need, I need. Yeah, I think it definitely gets mm -hmm. better with time. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, sorry. If um, I need, I need my time. Like in the evening, I'm, I'm usually done. I don't need people anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Life, a good go thing. Away. She's also introverts. So uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but every couple has that. Uh, space is also important sometimes yeah but for example sundays are a day off so usually we don't hang out with with people 
it also gotten better, but the first two, three years, I was really Sunday. I didn't want to see anyone. Just I needed the whole day by myself or with Raquel. That, that's not a problem to go like for a hike with her. But um, yeah, so like time management is, is really important. And then it gets better, I think. But it took me a couple of years. <laughs> Still a process. Yeah. And yeah, for me, I think in photography, definitely got better because with time I've learned that it's okay to be yourself. Like you don't have to pretend that you're an extrovert when you're not an extrovert. You don't have to pretend that you want to make people jump when you think that's actually a very cheesy, silly photo. <laughs> so it's okay. You know, it's okay if people think that you're shy. It's okay because that's that's who I am. And I don't want people to to know me for something that I'm not. So yeah, it, it definitely gets better, but it's, it's something that I, we have learned with time. Mm. Oh, I love that. Um, for everyone who's still struggling, this how you phrased it now in the end of, um, yeah, I don't want other people to think I'm something I'm not, you know, like I think for a long time introverts or more like sensitive people have thought how they are is like the wrong way and try to be something else. And there is more and more literature on that topic and more and more like openness on also the beautiful side of like being an introverted person, what they bring to the table also in leadership, because we talked about that in the beginning. Leadership by introverted people is something which is totally or still underrated, but there is more and more being talked about that. Um, so yeah, and I think like once you own that, people actually accept it. It is more if you feel you have to be different that people start like, yeah, questioning you and like, oh, you need to be more interactive. Mm. And also the time management, what you said, you know, like manage, manage the time or energy management, probably call it like that, to know when to take time and energy for yourself and replenish. So good thoughts. That's really, really important. Yeah. Also like pretending even when it's just a little bit pretending sometimes to be someone that that you're not that's so draining <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah good point just uh, having the courage to i mean it's a process yeah uh, 10 years ago it was uh, even if i wanted to be myself fully you know it's not possible you have like anxiousness and so yeah <laughs> but uh, it's a process and it's worth to to walk it out yeah doing it um, and I also think like just from my experience from the outside or the third perspective here um, also for other people who are listening um, from the outside it is very clear how you are and it's not like it's your business it's your coffee shop and I actually like it you know you sometimes go to a place where there's like very extroverted animated people which is nice and I do like the space and also what you said before I also wanted to paraphrase that or bring it out you said you know like you don't need to be oh like like in pushy marketing or in aggressive marketing because you um, like you have a great product and you have great quality and great, great service, you know, and that sells. And also the atmosphere there because it is not noisy and crowded and you really take, like I think well, introverts where it's very often they have a really good eye for making it beautiful and making it nice, but like quietly nice, you know, not mm -hmm. like in your face. And this is why I like that coffee place so much. And also because obviously you have soy milk. <laughs> so the little things, you know, and this is because there are many coffees you could go to. But, you know, I really like those things. And um, it pays off, I think, to be yourself. And people come to that place because it is a relaxed atmosphere. And you can just sit there, read a book, talk like two sentences. That's totally fine. But you don't have to like do that all the time. And 
yeah, that's you. And I think this is then what sells. So mm. as an outside perspective. Yeah, if I may mention something probably interesting, there's been many moments that we have been approached by other coffee roasters or other people in the coffee business. And they have basically pointed out where we're lacking. And I think those have been moments for us that have been difficult because then you kind of question yourself. And I feel like that's going to happen whenever you have your own business. It's like, oh, you could do this or you could do that. Um, yeah, you're you're rolling your eyes because you identify. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah, so... um I feel like this this happened a lot to us especially in the beginning because we were also so not very experienced so it's easier to to let your I say your 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 uh your mood or your your life be influenced kind of by what other people have to say and there was moments that we doubted ourselves or like oh maybe we we have to you know I don't know make an article in a magazine or maybe we have to do this or do that and I think there's definitely some wisdom to those advice like we listen um, but you have to take the good and then leave out the bad like just not not let yourself then be misled and and thinking like oh I'm gonna go this road because then we come back again to what we were talking about before like it's not really then yourself anymore um and then you're not really happy at all so I think that's also something important to remind yourself um you make your own road like you pave your own road and you don't have to do it for other people especially when it comes to your own business you do it for yourself wonderful <laughs> you should have kept this for the end you know it's like a beautiful end note but we're we're not done <laughs> yeah okay no um yeah it would be lovely to hear a little bit about um challenges like what have been perhaps the biggest challenges and we obviously touched on some already and with that perhaps also biggest lessons like do you want to share or would you would you like to to share some can be everything can be personal can be financial can be whatever other people's advice mm. going wrong Raquel challenges because I always for me it's always good life <laughs> we're happy you know <laughs> usually the, the woman good, she, good that you forgot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes I mean it comes to my mind right now uh, there was for sure a time where Uh, Uri was very insecure about his performance so like is it good enough what I'm doing like the quality uh, is my the, the yeah is my product good enough and and there was definitely I would say a year that was kind of experimental phase where he had to come to his own happiness you know like he said his own bar he had to reach it himself there there was no Because for me, I tasted the coffee and I'm like, it tastes delicious, you know. <laughs> From the first day that he roasted it, I was like, I think it's the best coffee ever, you know. But perhaps I'm biased. <laughs> But for him, and I think it comes from this, um, his background as a scientist, like he's very exact and he wanted to make sure that he really reached the maximum potential of, of that product, you know. So I think that was definitely a challenge uh, in regards to, to the coffee business. And then in photography, I mean, there's been so many challenges, like, <laughs> um, but I think the major challenge that is something that probably all artists struggle with is like 
uh, you're insecure about your own style. Like, is this how I want to be? Um, could I maybe try this? Can I try that? And especially now with Instagram, like you're constantly watching or I'm constantly watching. I follow only photographers. And then there's so many different styles and pictures and poses. And you're like, oh, I need to try that next time. And it's very easy to kind of get lost in that and then at one point I think I was not happy especially last year like I, I reached a moment where I was not happy with the way I was doing photos um, even though I always got good feedback from my clients and that's the most important but I think as an artist I was not a hundred percent there where I wanted to be and I think this year uh, thanks to the coronavirus actually <laughs> having that time off you know of not working and just kind of taking a step back and just doing, you know, that I could approach it again then after with so much more joy. It helped me really to now find, um, yeah, the way, kind of my style again, like rediscovering yourself because I feel like that's something that happens all the time. Like you're just constantly discovering what you like and your own style. But on ongoing challenges... Raquel, uh -huh. are you hinting at something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I'm asking, but that was more like uh, challenges we had in the past. But that's great mm -hmm. as well, you know. It's not not what's you don't have to share like mm. your biggest struggles right now. Blank <laughs> 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 scene. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe one naked. thing that uh, now that comes to my mind is uh, so we start like coffee shop we started kind of together and photography was from the beginning clear it's more Raquel's and I'm helping there and now it also became more and more clear over the last years uh, that uh, the coffee shop business is also not uh, really like the first priority for, for Raquel it's more the photography and she's you know, spending more time there and so now is the the next challenge coming how is that how is that gonna be and like are we still in each other's businesses uh which is good for for the businesses but it like i could work 200 for a coffee shop you know, it's not, so like spending that time you know reserving it for photography like just like this year again we have like 15 20 weekends i have to hire someone in the coffee shop to go to weddings and it's super exhausting on top of uh, my uh, constant exhaustion <laughs> already <laughs> um yeah so that's uh just recently we discussed that again and um I think we're still in agreement. We still help each other and we try to make it work, like hiring people and sacrificing that in order for, yeah, to keep that going because it's it's a very good thing that we have. Yeah, Not many um, couples who are married um, are able to do that and we should uh, keep that. Like me helping in photography, maybe like 20% of my time or 10% and she helping in, in my artists because it's also very benefiting what she's bringing into it with her uh, design. Um, yeah, just a different perspective. Yeah, so that's a struggle and it's going to be for the future because both is growing and uh, also with that family planning you know do we ever want to have kids um yeah we're not against it totally not but how are we gonna uh, make it work and so yeah mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And I think it's um, like all like it's so funny because, you know, offline and online business is in the end, it's very similar. You know, the struggles you have, like what you mentioned now, you know, self-worth. Am I good enough? Is my product good enough? It's because the product is you, you know, so it's basically the same. I know that from everyone. It's always an issue. And I like what you said, Raquel, of like you having to find Like for you, the coffee was amazing, you know, but like for Uriel, like coming to that point, like now I'm satisfied, like I'm, I have like really high expectations and this cannot do anyone for you. And the same with photography, you know, like you losing like the idea of like, what is my style? It's both only you, like, because people give you great feedback. I know that from myself and from my clients, they get amazing feedback, but if they can't feel it, they just, it doesn't help, you know, great feedback can only help when you see it yourself. So I love that you pointed that out for for you for the two businesses, and um, yeah, and what you shared now with the ongoing struggle or what struggle challenge? Let's call it challenge. Um, it's also super interesting, and I think it shows a little bit like when business is growing, and I love that by the way, like concrete. Um, um, yeah, that you know, you go into different stages. You know, you had the beginning thing, you did everything by your own, and you know, like oh, full on fire and passion, blah blah blah. And then comes like next stages, and you always have like with with next level, like well, with business growth comes comes new challenges. It's never like oh, now now we have done that, we are fully booked, all good, and now we are fine for the rest of the life. No, like on every next level comes comes a new challenge and like what you said, family, like how can we build family? How can we, yeah, find ease or like not overwork ourselves and yeah, have the two things together. Like, thank you for sharing. That's super, super interesting. So for, for now, we just have two cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're practicing with cats and then yes. let's see. <laughs> That's a little, little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's worth mentioning uh that what you were saying about, you know, growth, like that's definitely for us right now a big big uh, question mark like where are we going? How is it looking like? What is the best decision to do? Because so far I feel like we were a little bit yeah, blessed that we could start in a place that we know the owner, you know, like we're in really good conditions at the at the at the shop. Um, and we didn't have the pressure to to grow too much, uh, especially in the beginning. But now it's like, okay, get serious. You know, where, where, what is the direction we want to go? And we talked about this. Um, I mean, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> uh, but like, where, what do we want to be? You know, do we want to be then like this coffee chain? You know, because it could be could be really that that we just open different shops in Switzerland and then we have big business, many employees, or do we want to keep it small, perhaps a little bit bigger because it needs to grow. It has gotten to a point where it's just like if we want to produce more, it has to grow. You know, we have we have we haven't reached right now our limit, but we know that if we want to be ambitious, then we need to grow. You know, so it's like, okay, shall we stay then here and then have something bigger? So it's definitely like a big question that we're still trying to figure out and we don't have the answer right now. So that's also a challenge that we're struggling with. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because that would have been a question like, how do you plan plan on growing your business if you if mm. you want and what is the vision? And yeah, and I think it's also basically a good answer to say, yeah, you don't know yet. You know, this is this is a process as well. You know, it's not like you're born, then you know you mm. want to do a business, 
ready, set, go. And then, you know, oh, I will grow up. Like, yeah, it's a process. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that before already. Yeah. Mm. But would you, could you see yourself having, having a chain, a coffee chain? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No, that's, that's all, uh, something that we realized. Yeah. I mean, for sure not the like yeah like franchising or so that it just uh no that that's we figured out that's not us like maybe more than one location yes but yeah we should keep uh what we have like with the like very personal contact and um yeah and high quality so, High quality. Yes. Of quantity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I think it becomes more important also for the future. People want quality again because we mm. have so much. We have like a surplus of everything, and quality is like yeah, something people mm -hmm. people long for if they know it or not. Yeah. yeah. And when you have a, when you do a chain out of something uh, successful, you always lose quality. It always happens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So rather not too big, but I mean, we have to, the reason why we want to grow is because we have to grow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, yeah, to reach a little bit more profitability. Mm -hmm. yeah. It has to be bigger yeah. on, in a better place. And then, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps a question attached to that. Um, or we, we spoke a little bit about it. Um, Or you basically you showed you can still in today's online world you can have a successful offline business because of course you need so you have social media you have whatever website of course however you have like a physical business both mm -hmm. you know for the photography you have to go places and take photos it's not online and the same with the roastery mm -hmm. and with um, coffee place or the cafe mm. and still like. I know you do workshops workshops as well. Um, like, how is that? Do you see yourself going more into the online world? For example, you could do photography workshops online. Like, there are many ways, obviously, to go more there. Or are you mm -hmm. enjoying the, the physical and the, the offline and want to keep it? That would be interesting for my online audience. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, as a photographer... Um, I, I do, like I have done myself online workshops and I think I could definitely see myself in that. But then we come again back to this question, like, am I good enough? You know, do I, do I have to say anything that no one else knows? Like, how could I stand out from, you know, hundreds of photographers around the world who do this? Um, what would make me different? So in that way, I guess it kind of like holds me back. Mm -hmm. Um But I could def if there was an opportunity, I mean, I, I was last year I met a, a wedding planner, two wedding planners, and we talked about it lightly, like, oh, you know, maybe doing a workshop together, like collaborating with other service uh, providers in the wedding business and doing something together. But yeah, it was only a conversation. But I mean, mm. I guess I am really passionate about or like, like I, I really liked or maybe restate it better <laughs> um i guess i am the type of person like i can see um if someone has potential in something like i am happy to help where i can help mm -hmm. i get approached often by friends or so like oh can you teach me something on lightroom or can you teach me how to take how to manage my camera can you teach me how to do this or that like i'm totally happy 
to do that. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I guess it would go with my personality yeah, to do something towards teaching online. But at the moment, I do not see myself doing that like exactly right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, you, and you do like traveling, Raquel, right? So you like going out, uh, seeing new places, mm -hmm. which uh, yeah. if you would just be in your office, that wouldn't be the same. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from my, I for myself, yeah, I I'm not the type to do like this coffee videos. I it's not my thing. <laughs> I need uh, going out, see the people. Yeah, and also if I do barista courses, I like to have small groups and very personal. Uh, like I really wanna, I want them to benefit and not just having like oh you know this cool course and me standing in the front and so mm. it's really yeah about hands hands on working together mm -hmm. mm. smaller groups yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. uh one one lesson uh, with that online offline world um word of mouth is uh, still uh, very big like i didn't i didn't believe it's it's so important like also with photography like i don't know for sure 50% maybe, Raquel, I don't know, of the jobs we get are um, word of mouth. Like someone saying, ah, oh, you know, this photographer, she's really good and you should check her out. Mm -hmm. So Super interesting, yeah. Yep. So a little, little bit of both, I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, word of mouth, I think, is, yeah, sometimes it's, nah, it's both. I think it's underrated and overrated. <laughs> like underrated that people think, oh, I need all this fancy stuff. And sometimes, you know, for some people, and I don't mean you, um, um, it might be, how to say that, um, that people don't take other means, which would actually, like, boost it massively. So... Mm. I love mm -hmm. that you bring, like, that you build your business to where you are with word of mouth. Because sometimes people, you know, from the beginning of their business, I have worked with many who have started their business and they just wanted to have this perfect funnel which brought in money, blah, 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 blah. And you showed the perfect mm -hmm. example of build it with time, you know, give it time. Mm -hmm. Sustainability comes not through, like, one funnel and then it's, like, boom, off and you make, like, hundreds of thousands every month. No, okay. it, it, it needs quality. It needs your time. It's personal growth. It's personal development. Um, it's development of the mm -hmm. product. And then you have something which is sustainable. And you people mm -hmm. keep mm -hmm. coming because word of mouth, it, it, it is being done by itself, you know. You don't have to put anything in anymore. It's, like, mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that yeah. example. I think there's definitely some truth to what you're saying. Like you cannot be too naive about it. Like, oh, I don't need, you know, any other means of communication because the reality is in the world that we live in, you do, you know, if you want to reach a certain audience, you need to get smart and you need to learn like online, how can you be present? How can you uh make people aware that you're there you know and i think that's definitely something that we lacked in the beginning because we were so overwhelmed with the whole thing of like just starting and then me working photography and then uri working his other job and there was just like so much going on that we definitely like uh we're catching up now <laughs> so but i feel like it's a good time because now um and we had this conversation also before another time um like uri was saying I don't think it would have been smart that he would have like made a super, you know, campaign in the beginning because he was not there yet with 
with the quality of his product, like he was not totally happy. So it wasn't the right moment to advertise it. But now it's like, okay, the moment has come where we can start to push it a little bit. So we are trying to to learn, you know, the tools, even though we are easily overwhelmed. But <laughs> yeah, we try. I love that you're so open and honest. <laughs> Because, you know, in the, in the <laughs> online world, very often it is like everything is working perfectly and we are like top of the game and blah, blah, blah. But you spoke about that, like, you know, the, the IG, the IG mm -hmm. people. <laughs> mm. And yeah. yeah, I loved what you said. It's the right time, like at the right time, things have to be implemented because I also happened, like in my audience, very often it happens. I have to have a fancy website and then they actually start working and figuring out what they actually do, you know? So... I do love, like, you have mm. a nice website for both, like, good websites, like, for both of them. You have the online channel, so people can find you, they can reach you. So you are there, you know, but you didn't do start with that because mm. something else was important. And this is what I always tell people, you know, start with, with your offer, with your product, get this, yeah, get it out there and then see and then refine mm. it. And then comes the time for a fancy website or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not the first thing to start with, mm -hmm. only mm -hmm. like for ki yeah. kind of online marketers or something. Mm -hmm. So thank you for for yeah, for yeah bringing that up. It's a good reinforcement for people. Don't start with a logo. You know, people always start with a logo. I still don't have a logo. My logo <laughs> is just my name, you know, like handwritten. It's my handwriting. <laughs> like I have five or six years. Lydia, do you need a logo? <laughs> I love my logo. <laughs> But perhaps we can do something around that. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, I was yeah. joking. No, but perhaps at some time, but right, you know, people want to have, they spend 1,000 euro, like it's good to spend money on, but that's what they start with. And I always think like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah, so thank you for that. Mm. Um, what else did I want to ask? Word of my, ah, one last thing, no, two last things. Um, the last question from me would be um, a little bit about finances, money, because obviously we speak about business. Is this easy? Like, do you have roles? Like one of you is the business, the finance manager. Do you have the same ideas, the same goals, how much money we want to make? Like just a little bit about that. How important is money and fin financial <laughs> management for you? Um, I don't know. Maybe we're... I don't know how other people do it, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we we also trust each other. We have like in the beginning we had like one bank account, and I mean for sure the business has a, a different one. But um, yeah, we're not we we share everything. Like we don't have separate bank accounts. Now we do, but it's like totally like ah oh, you need I need so mm. like yeah we're totally cool with that and. Um, Goals, I don't know, like traveling is always for, like going to Costa Rica, you know, visiting her family is, uh, is always on top priority. We always do that. And um, yeah, interestingly, we always have the same goals like a oh, new car, we, need, we should save for that. Yeah. And maybe. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. just works, basically. You don't have yeah. anything, it just works. It works. Okay. Hold on. I, yeah, I think maybe if I may add something um, just came to my mind. At the beginning of the year, I took an online course actually on defining your vision. It was from another photographer. And one of the exercises that she did in the beginning was like 
to close your eyes and to imagine, like just imagine where you want to be in five years. Like how, how does your life look like in five years? Do you have a house? Do you have family? Do you have, what, do you, what is around you? Are you on a vacation? And that was like a really uh, good exercise for me because then in defining what vision you have, then it has also to align with your finances and your financial goals. Um, and for me, it was mostly important or it's still a struggle, you know, with the whole pricing thing. Um, like how do you price yourself as a photographer so that you not only cover your basic expenses, but also so that you can achieve this vision, you know, in five years, like how, how does that look like? How are you going to structure your, your, your pricing and, and yeah, what, what are your financial goals behind your work? Like it's not only just work and just doing the the practical thing, but also like caring and thinking towards the future. So Having said that, um, yeah, I think with with the coffee shop, because we were so unexperienced, I think really until recently we realized the potential that we have, uh, as sad as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> like we were like, oh, this is working out. Like we could make something with this. Better now than never. <laughs> because we, we, we kind of always hope for that. But now it's like, oh, it's actually going, like people are noticing, like it's, go, uh, it's moving, it's growing. So now we can, that probably goes along with what we mentioned before, you know, think about a new place um, and then having like big dreams. How does that place look like? How, what, what is important for us? And not, not really setting limitations uh, in that sense. And financially, I think we were in the beginning because we were so small, like, oh, you know, we're so afraid to do uh, a loan. Uh, you know, we did a crowdfunding. I don't know if you read that about on our website. Um, yeah, so we were like really careful that, that we really don't overstep uh, financially. We wanted to be very careful with that. We don't want to be in a debt. We don't want to owe money to the bank or to anyone and now we realize you know the real world uh, <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> uh, it's everyone does it you know like uh, you can you can get a loan in a bank and you can yeah so in that sense I guess our our dreams with the coffee shop are also bigger and and in hope hopefully one day we can have a house with a garden that would be like the ultimate dream lovely yes <laughs> mm. yeah and traveling that's also important yeah 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 super nice thank you for sharing and i just thought when you said like oh and now we are thinking like yeah how you like investments and stuff like that and i just thought you are like in heaven and paradise because due to corona you know you get this huge financial like no how do you say that no no um uh, interest. no interest like at no interest mm -hmm. you get like 50k 50,000 euros from the bank so whoa that's money you can use for five years if you want and pay it back in five years no interest no nothing it's like what uh -huh. switzerland You are blessed in this country. I have to look into that. I thought it's just for, uh, yeah, um, I have to look into that. Yeah, look into that. I just know it's for business business owners. I don't know ah, yeah, the yeah. specific one. I thought it's, it's more for like corona-affected issues. Like if you, I don't know. No, yeah. it's... Should, should for any, yeah. anything. Okay. So if you plan on doing Yeah, something. we need more like half a million. <laughs> you know, But, cherish uh, what is there. <laughs> Value the, the small bits. Yes. <laughs> that's one tenth of half a million. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Uh, okay. But that's nice that you put out a number like um, mm. for others to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but it's also it's also a process like in the beginning we were not so sure like what we're doing here is like really is it really wanna yeah like is it gonna work out how do we feel into the in that mm. and now we have more confidence and it's an ongoing business you know there's like there's a turnover it's like it's running and it's different now now yeah i'm totally ready to to yeah to make that decision uh which i was not like uh three three four years mm. ago super ready to scale yeah. <laughs> in whatever way <laughs> Ah, that was yeah. lovely. Um, perhaps mm -hmm. last mm -hmm. question, some some last either like learnings or recommendations you have for the audience. Just some th last thoughts. You are free to say whatever. Mm -hmm. hmm. <laughs> Let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Um, As, a, as an introvert, I guess often in the in the in the business world, you know, when you're like stuck in a company or so, um, easily you find yourself probably or many people find themselves like that. Yeah, other people take take care of you, kind of, you know, they take almost advantage of you, like maybe as a hard work, intelligent person, but not so extrovert, not so good in selling ideas, you know, and. Um, Yeah, so often in 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 these uh, situations, you don't maybe you don't get where you want to be, you know, and that's that's quite sad because uh, I don't know if it's leaders that don't see potentials in introverts, you know, and put them in the in the right position. Uh, I miss I saw that often, or I missed that kind of leadership. Um, but for those people, I don't know, like uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, maybe there is there is something like a vision, something you want to do, and uh, yeah, just go for it. Take the steps, and with the steps comes the next step, and uh, yeah, stuff comes along. So it's now it's really like it's worth it. It's really worth it. Like me, five years ago, ten years ago, um, I was really every day thinking, what am I going to do in my life, and how do I get there, and It's not possible, and so and uh, yeah. Now, since we started the coffee shop, I never had that thought uh, again. Like it's yeah, I'm totally happy now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's the what was the so good. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. The meaning was like go for yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Go for it and I mean, be happy. A, I touched another topic actually, before. but that's a different, yeah, like leadership, you know, like those people yeah, who yeah. are in leadership position, like, uh, yeah. don't just listen to the, the ones that speak up, you know, bring the good ideas, but, um, yeah, like try to see the potential in also those that are quiet. I love that. I just wanted to add something to that because obviously we have people who listen who do have teams already, so who have bigger businesses. And it's an important point to include not only like extroverts and really see the power and potential of introverts in your team. So thank you. Yeah, um, something that I wrote down just uh, before the interview that I said, oh, like, you know, biggest lesson. I think we had asked us about it, but we actually didn't talk about it or, or we didn't talk about it too much. But um, yeah, for me, just in general, one of the biggest advice that I've ever received is 
from my mom actually <laughs> um, is you can be whatever you want to be and you set your own limits and you decide for yourself if you're going to do it or not. And I think that's very important because other people will try to put you down and sometimes even the biggest limiter is yourself. You fight with your own mind. Like you, you're like, no, I'm not good enough or I could never have my own shop. No, no one would ever come to, why, why would I do this? You know, like you, you fight with yourself and you set your own limit. And that's something that I'm so grateful that my, my mom always told me like, you want to do this, do it. You want to, you know, I always talked about having my own shoe shop. It's still a dream I want to achieve. Uh, <laughs> she was like, you want to have a shoe shop? You go and you buy those shoes and you sell them. You know, you want to do this, you are going to do it. So there was like never a limit in my mind to, to what I can achieve. It always seemed like it was just at the reach of my hand. Like when I decide I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. And that's something that I realized here in Switzerland. I don't know if, how it is in Germany or in general in European culture, but in, in Switzerland, uh, that's not very encouraged that you're so self-secure. Uh, that you're so confident that that you say to yourself like, oh, I want to start my own business, so I'm going to start it. It's almost like you have to be always humble and like, uh, like, oh, that's too much. You know, you cannot be too proud. You cannot be saying that you have something better than someone else. You're kind of like putting your, or that's at least how I've how it has come across because I remember when we were starting this idea with the coffee shop and and um, yeah, people weren't like are you sure that's going to work out? Like Reineck, you know, it's not so good and it's a very small town. And have you done market study? And like, you have no experience in, in gastronomy. And it's like, no, we're going to do it. You know, like we, be, we believe in this, we're going to do it. So follow your own dream and follow your own vision, even though other people don't like it. And that's okay because you don't have to please other people if you want to be happy in your life, I feel like you have to please yourself and you have to do what you dream about. Thank you. That's another really nice finishing note. Thank you very much. And I will put the link to both the photography and also the um, roastery into the show notes. And if you have anything special, you know, you just will let me know and then I'll put it into the show notes. And when you, whenever you come to Rheineck, you can obviously come to the <laughs> to the coffee place. Perfect. It's super cute. And if you need any wedding things, as we already heard, they also love to travel. So it seems you do you don't only work in Switzerland, but go to like places around. So if you need a wedding photographer, I can highly recommend them. Yes. Thank you for your time. That was amazing. I loved it. Thank you, Lydia. Yeah. Thank you so much.